Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then blue bump. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're kind of Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Folks, this is Mrs. Atom. This is Mr. Atom. Thanks for coming back to another episode here of By the By. Yep. Another Yay. week has passed. Another week has passed. And we're still on planet Earth. Yes. <laughs> no Maybe. New, no Earth know. 2 yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So tonight we, um, I guess we should start off with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, upcoming, as always, I'm sure you're sick of hearing it by now if you don't live in Sydney. And if you live in Sydney, I'm sure you already have your tickets. But uh, Pendulum Party is May 18th. Yes, That's I'm really exciting. looking forward to that one. It's I good. love, what I really like about Pendulum is I like seeing couples exploring together. Uh, the number of times that we've had people say that, you know, they couldn't believe their partner did that or it was really hot to watch their partner do something that they didn't think they would. Uh, that's exciting. And and let's let's face it, I just really like seeing two guys together. Yeah. There's nothing that makes me wetter than that. But with that said, you you tend to just look at like a group of women and go, okay, ladies, we're going upstairs. Well, for a while it was hard for me to, you know, f- get consistent girl playtime. And I've had a little more of that lately, which is very nice. Um, but yeah, I, I like it myself and I also like to watch others and it's a good time for all. Yeah, should be fun. Um, but speaking of girl time, uh, you also have the next week, yeah. which is Femme, mm-hmm. Friday, May 25th. Yes. Um, again, that should be a really exciting evening. Yeah, tickets so. are on sale and tickets yeah. are already selling quite well. So yeah. uh, if you are intending on going to Femme, mm-hmm. uh, Buy your tickets. Yep. And we'll, sooner rather than later. I was going to say, we'll post a link up for both of these. Again. Um, yeah, again, repeatedly. So if you're in the Sydney area, come. If you're not, we'll just come to the Sydney area and we'll we'll have some time exploring and see what happens. Yes. Ooh. Ah, yeah. That's how it all begins. Then later, there's running and screaming. Uh, Aww. <laughs> um, so tonight, mm-hmm. we have... Uh, I found an article online and I was reading it the other day and I was like, this is kind of funny. Um, it's relatively recent. It's within the last six months, but it's, uh, it's from a, um, a website called meetmindful.com. Uh, they have 26 stimulating sex facts. And then I found a couple other sex facts just kind of searching around. Um, so I thought we could go through some of these <laughs> and see if we, A, find them stimulating, mm-hmm. B, find them at all accurate, um, and C, just see how we find them. All right. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, so number one, 
Besides it being ridiculously exciting and pleasurable, sex burns off an average of about 100 calories per session. Well, I think that largely depends on how long your session is. <laughs> I know, and that's exactly what I thought. And so in researching this, I also found another website that said that for men, it burns off 100 calories. For mm -hmm. women, it's more like 60 or 70, which I think is funny because it's like, well, just, you know, that just shows the women just fucking lay there. So it depends on how much of an active participant you are. Yes. What positions you use. Yes. And how long it goes for. Yeah. Which I thought was funny, because I'm like, right. you know, I'm, I'm trying to count. I should start counting the number of push-ups I do in missionary So position. what you're saying is that if it burns 100 calories per session on average, and the average intake we're supposed to have, what, 2,000 calories-ish a day? We need yeah, to have right. sex 20 times a day to burn it all off? There you go. All right, let's get going. Or, or <laughs> you know... Twice, twice an hour for 12 hours a day, allowing uh -huh. for 12 hours of rest. Okay. That doesn't really allow a lot of time for work, but whatever. Yeah, or, or eating. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> or other things. Well, you just learn to do things, you know, at the same time. So, for instance, eating. Splashing. If, well, I was thinking more practical. I mean, come on. That's, that's not terribly practical. It's a waste of food. Um, and we don't want to waste any more than we have to. So, when we eat... We'll do it doggy style. I can place my plate on your back, <laughs> and then you can eat off the floor like a, like a dog. <laughs> I'm not the puppy here. I think you need to be the one, and I'll be pegging you. Oh, that's just great. <laughs> so there we go. We have both. Yes. It works perfectly. We both get to eat. <laughs> one way or another. Yeah. All right. It's just, there, there's, I already have problems with with this fact because like you said it does depend on the amount of effort you put in mm -hmm. um the amount of time that goes in mm -hmm. i mean i'm assuming they're thinking an average sex act of 12 minutes 15 minutes in total i don't know we'll see mm -hmm. maybe they'll maybe we'll have be yeah and i was gonna say if you include foreplay or any kind of you know anything like that yeah I'll, yeah i'll be curious so now i want to know like what's the max what is the max number of calories <laughs> that somebody's burned during sex Crazy monkey sex. All right. Um, there are an estimated 100 million acts of sexual intercourse had each day. 100 million. Yes. This is worldwide, I'm assuming. Yes, and what, there's like 7 billion people on Earth? Yeah, I was just trying seven, to do the math there. Um, so if you do 7, uh, 100 million. Uh, yeah. Divided by 7. Seems plausible. Plausible. <laughs> Billion. Okay. You have to turn the phone sideways. Yeah, because I need another. <laughs> um, that means fourteen percent of the population have sex each day, or a smaller percentage multiple times. But yes, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. That's probably more accurate. Because um, you have to think that you know, of course, there's some percentage of children and whatever that aren't going to be having. Oh, fair sex. enough. Yeah. Because it doesn't say like you know of the breeding population. It's. Of the population. Of the population, yeah. In that case, I would say it seems a little high. But, you know, I would hope so. Let's be hopeful. Let's be hopeful. Yeah. yeah. So if you remove children <laughs> in the... If you remove children, mm -hmm. do you think that pops it... I wonder how much closer it gets to, like, 20% of the population. Mm. I guess the question would be, what percentage of the population... Is children. ...are children? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Should we, should we ask Siri yeah, and see? Yeah, ask Siri. What percent of the Earth's population are children? Here's what I found on the web for what percent of the Earth's population are children. Um, this says... 
This mm-hmm. says, wait, wait for, for it. it. This says the internet is slow in Australia. Um, yeah, we knew that. <laughs> of course they give me different continents. So if we do the math together, like Africa is 41% under 15 years. Wow. The world, here it is, 26%. Okay. So then if you have 14% or have, so let's say one sex act per person, per, whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, per yeah per couple, yeah. Per, well, per person. Per person, yeah. yeah, because, I, yeah. Then, and that was 14%. And would you say 26% worldwide? Um. So you're looking at yeah. 40% of the world there, which means 60% of the world is not having sex at a given day. Does that mean there's like 1.8 billion children on Earth? Maybe. That's the math. That's a lot. We said 26%, right? Yeah. I think that's what you said. Yeah. 26%. Holy Apparently we smokes. need to go back and listen to ourselves. That's a lot. That's, a, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. So that, yeah, that means that 60% of the population is not having sex that could be. That seems... Plausible. <laughs> Plausible. All right, so if we then do it that way, that means that just roughly... Uh, I did my math wrong because I don't know how to do math. Uh, 100 million uh-huh. divided by 6 billion, just averaging or rounding, I mean. That means 16, 17% of the population is having sex, adults, above 15. Okay. That's still, that's like, I would hope for it to be more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's almost one in five. That's because there's so many monogamous people out there. <laughs> They'd get laid more <laughs> if they weren't monogamous, is that what you're saying? No, I don't know. Oi. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> we, we've done enough um, fucking math. Mm-hmm. Um, see what I did there? Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's facts like this that I don't think are actual facts. Uh talking about sex, the more you have, the more you want. Duh. Uh-huh. That seems about as straightforward as saying, mm. like, money, the more you yeah. have, the more you want. <laughs> Cookies, the more you have, the more you yeah. want. I would generally Concubines. say... Concubines. I would generally say yes, unless you have some kind of physical limitation, like, you know, if you get excessively dry or sore or whatever, you know, there is a limit somewhere. Sure. Um, but I think in general. But in general, you know, if you if you go from having sex once a month to once a week, then you're like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, moving on. Um, I liked this one. The average amount of time spent kissing for a person in a lifetime. Ooh. Do you have a guess on this one? Oh, golly. Well, if we have so few people having sex every day... Um, <laughs> The average for amount of time person, spent kissing for a person in a lifetime. Three years. Three years. Three years of your life spent kissing. Total of all of them. I don't know. It's two weeks. Damn it. <laughs> like, I, I like kissing. Well, I, I know, but three years, and let's say you had your first kiss at 12. if you had, like, a make-out session and you kiss for, like, 30 minutes before you ever do anything. I still think you would have to kiss for a lot longer <coughs> to make it three years. All right, fair enough. Because um, a single year is 5,268, 5,021, 521, <laughs> 600 minutes. There you go. Um, I wasn't doing actual math. I was just complete guessing. <laughs> you were doing angel math. <laughs> Just throw a number out there, see what uh, happens. Yeah, it's 20,160 minutes. Okay. 525,000. Is it 500? 600 minutes. Yeah, like, I have to sing the Rent song in order yeah. to figure out. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Um, 
actually, th- that actually made me, uh, that makes me remember another fact from somewhere else, uh, which I think you'll Tangent appreciate. Tangent number one. Tangent number one. <laughs> I know, podcast. right? Uh, where was because that, that fact? Uh, when two people kiss, they exchange between 10 million and 1 billion bacteria. That's a pretty big range. I agree. I guess it depends on if you had mouthwash recently or not. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, but right. yeah, between 10 million and 1 billion. And if you've recently eaten or... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. what you've recently yeah. eaten, but I thought that was gross. So, I mean, like, let's share some bacteria. And yet people are really concerned about double dipping your chips. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so now I wonder, like, what's worse, really? And I realize that it's the type of bacteria as well. So the bacteria mm-hmm. that we have are probably very similar bacteria. Yeah. Um, but it's like, what's really worse? Kissing someone or licking one of the, a doorknob? Um, I'm because I'm assuming there's not a lot of fecal matter in another person's mouth. <laughs> I would say probably licking a doorknob, especially depending on where said doorknob is. Yeah, but yeah, I would much rather kiss a person <laughs> than lick a doorknob. That's just kind of gross. You don't want to lick a doorknob, like hey doorknob. <laughs> no, I really don't. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Uh, Women who take hormonal contraceptives tend to uh, be more attractive. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that or read that. Women who take hormonal contraceptives tend to be more attracted to men with lower testosterone levels and less super masculine physical characteristics, according to research. But women who tend to desire overtly masculine men during their most fertile times in their cycle... Um, so that, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd be curious to know more about the research sample size where I didn't see that's it. Yeah. And a lot of these things don't give any kind of actual useful information to back this up. You could make an argument for it in theory, why that would be. Sure. But at the same time, I'm just really not convinced. Yeah. Um, it just seems, I don't know. So there you go. Lower testosterone levels and uh, less super masculine men uh, when you're on contraceptives, hormonal contraceptives, um, and you are more masculine men when you're in the most fertile times of your cycle, um, and you're also most likely to stray during that time. Um, and during that time period, it's easier for women to reach orgasm. Interesting, because for me... So that would be when you're ovulating. And Correct. for me, I always get the horniest and the most like grr and like pouncy and all that when I'm on my period. Yes, but this isn't talking about when you're wanting sex the most. It's talking about what you're attracted to the most. I know, but that's also when I'm going to tend to want somebody who's a little more aggressive because they got to be able to keep up with me. Right. So there you go. That's that's, that's during my period. That's not oh, when I'm I most see what you're fertile. Saying. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I don't know. But, I mean, that's, you know, I could be an anomaly. Well, I I mean, I think we both are a bit of anomalies. Okay, moving on. Um, The larger a man's testicles, the more likely he is to stray. That seems like bullshit. I totally agree. This was one of the rare ones that actually had. Are they just saying that it's, like, what's the reasoning for that? It doesn't really say. Because he has so much seed to share around the world? 
I, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it works like that, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> so my problem with that one was it linked to another article mm-hmm. that was basically just another article. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, it wasn't really. That seems like bullshit. Yeah. I don't um, see why testicle size would have anything to do with fidelity. So in other interesting testicle news. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get to feel them at some point? Because I these, really want to. These, these <laughs> facts are the besticles about your testicles. Um, the left testicle usually hangs lower than the right for right-handed men. The opposite is true for left-handed men. All right, I'm going to start paying attention now. <laughs> yeah. So guys, at the Swingers Club, when you're there... And I start feeling your Left testicles. Left testicle. It's both because I want to and I'm doing research. <laughs> All right. Check me out. Well, does... Is my left one lower? No. It's higher. <laughs> I did the I, I thought yours was... The, yours, yeah. Your left one is typically higher. But we're going to have to do research for yeah. and see on the greater population that we interact with naked. <laughs> Back to normal. <laughs> You're welcome, microphone people. <laughs> um, yeah, so apparently I'm an anomaly. See, again, the problem is when your sample size is one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start making notes and yes. see what we We need we to have, like, data points yeah. at, the, at the club. Okay, we're going to do this. Okay, um, how often do you think about sex? For men, it's 19 times a day on average, whereas women throughout, I'm sorry, whereas women thought about it 10 times a day. On average. That's less than once an hour for men and every two hours for women. Well, arguably, let's assume eight hours of sleep, so... Don't you dream about sex? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sometimes it's so difficult. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, so let's take eight hours Occasionally, I think about sex. But you can't say (laughs) that you thought about sex for eight hours if your dream only lasted ten minutes. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, so let's take the eight hours out. All right, so 16 hours a day. Uh-huh. Um, so for men, that's just over just once over an hour. Just over once an hour, and women, it's Still just like under, every... Yeah. yeah, every 40 minutes. Uh, no, it's more, because women men, was... I'm sorry. Yeah, because women, for women it it's every hour and... Hour and 15-ish or something, yeah. Hour and 15, hour and 20. Something more. Mm. How often do you think about sex? Uh, oh, uh, multiple times an hour for sure. Um, really? But how does it pop into your head? Because I'm not even sure I think about sex that much. Really? I mean, I guess I do. I mean, uh, yes, I do. Because I'm constantly looking at Twitter, and Twitter is inundated with sex, mm-hmm. our Twitter feed. So if I'm looking at Twitter and keeping up with our Twitter feed, then yes. Once an hour. But if I'm not... Yeah. if Let's assume that I didn't have Twitter. Yeah. I don't think it would be once an hour. No. I don't think so. Okay. Maybe. I'll have to go a couple of days without Twitter and see. See what, how much you think about it. Yeah. I guess arguably I did when we were on holiday over yeah. Easter. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember, but I thought about sex all the time because we were traveling around with Naughty Threesome and all we did was talk about sex. Like, yeah. if we didn't talk about the ocean and science <laughs> shit, we were talking about fucking. <laughs> Which was, I'm not complaining. I'm saying it's exciting. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So there you and go. And that's also an average. So some people are going to be more and yeah. some people are going to be less. So, okay. so are you, you know. at work and you start thinking about sex? Yeah. What exactly do you think about? Like, gee, I'd like to have sex? <laughs> well, 
Well, it can be, it can either be like, I'm horny, <laughs> that, that happens. Um, it can be like, you know, oh, we want to meet up with these people or set up a play date or whatever. And when can we okay. do that? Yeah. Um, you know, it could be just like sending pictures to you, to people, getting pictures from people. I mean, it's, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. And it's just, oh, or like, oh, I really like, you know, this tonight or whatever. And yeah. There you go. Whole variety. Um, all right, let's move on. So, for apparently, for seventy-five percent of men, ejaculation occurs within three minutes of penetration. All right. And I, we've never actually timed it, but now after seeing that, I feel like we should have our our phone, or I'll keep yeah. my watch on. And I'll start a timer because I think I'm over that. Uh, yeah. It also depends on the kind of sex that we're having. It does depend on the kind of... That's what I was going to say. Is it depends on if it's like... A, if it's regular sex, if it's just kind of like really explore and play around kind of sex, sex with other people, or if it is we're both fucking exhausted, let's just do this and get it over with so we can go to sleep. I that, wasn't even thinking about that because it's from penetration. Yeah. So I'm thinking like if we're... Yeah, I don't know. It It just seems like... Yeah, I know I would, position matters. Yes. Because uh, doggy, I would say three minutes is probably it. Uh-huh. Um, but like missionary sex, oftentimes it's it feels like a lot longer than yeah. three minutes. I don't know exactly how long it is. Not saying that sex with you feels like it takes forever. <laughs> like, God damn <laughs> God, it woman. feels so much longer. <laughs> I cannot wait to get this over with so I can go to sleep. Actually, that is sometimes when you wake me up in the middle of the night, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, my God, I just have to do this. And she'll let me go back to sleep. <laughs> That's one of the nice I things. Can... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it's one of the nice things about having the gentleman here when he spends the night is in the morning, he, you wake each other up and then you guys are having sex and I can just like sleep. What we need is a partition where I can sleep and you guys can just have sex. Yes, that's what we were talking about this weekend because we woke you up having sex. And so yeah. what we decided was that we need a sleeping bed yes. and a fucking and bed. And a fucking bed. So you get up and when you <laughs> want to fuck in the morning, you go to the fucking bed and that's where you do it. So you don't wake up whoever's in the sleeping bed. Yeah. That seems fair. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and never the twain shall meet. Yes. Yes. Well, occasionally. But, oh, well, maybe, yeah. but, you know, I don't want my... Oh, only on rare occasions. I, I don't really want my sleeping bed stained with my fucking juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it already is, babe. I know, I know. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now let's move on to some dietary things. Oh, this is going to get exciting. <laughs> A teaspoon of semen contains approximately how many calories? 20. See, that's the number I remember hearing. This says five. Um, yeah. I don't know. I was just making I don't know. something up. 20 was the number I remember hearing. I don't remember where I hear, heard it, though. Okay, so it says, Upon ejaculation, two to five million sperm, on average, are released and can travel as fast as 28 miles per hour. Yeah. So faster than we can run. Um, within the ejaculate, small traces of over 30 different substances have been found, including nitrogen, fructose, lactic acid, ascorbic acid, inositol, uh, cholesterol, glutathione. I should have rehearsed these fucking words. I feel like Dave Anthony. Um, <laughs> glutathione. Love you, Dave. <laughs> uh, creatine. Um, Peruvic acid, 
citric acid, sorbitol, urea, uric acid, and vitamin B12, along with various salts and enzymes. So basically, if you take the, what is it, 100 calories that you burn in a sex session, <laughs> and if you swallow, then that negates five of those, so yeah. you're down to 95 calories yeah, you're burned. netting a, a uh-huh. loss of 95 calories. I love <laughs> that you've done that math. Yeah. So there's the only good reason to spit. Yeah, still swallow. Just swallow. It's it's only five calories. Um, (laughs) Just walk to the bathroom and back, you know. You'll you'll work off those five calories. So now that makes me wonder, what else has only 100 calories? Like, things that have, like, what are things... Like, small activities and things? Yeah, or, no, food-wise. Oh, food-wise. So what's something that has 100 calories? I mean, any... Well, I guess it depends on the quantity of whatever food you're talking about. So I love that you can Google 100-calorie meals, and you come up with things like pumpkin yogurt. Oh. Um, egg whites and toast, red pepper and goat's cheese. Are these really? No, these are low calorie. I was like, how is this even? Yeah. No, these are a hundred calorie snacks that will keep you full. Oh. Cottage cheese and cantaloupe, half a cup of cottage cheese, half a cup of diced cantaloupe, um, egg whites and toast. You are allowed to put a dash of pepper and paprika on it. Um, well, that's very kind of them. I know, right? Carrots and hummus, 10 baby carrots with two tablespoons of hummus. Um, I need to stop reading, the, reading this because the next phrase was jazz it up with fresh herbs. And I wrote, I read it as jizz it up because we were already <laughs> yeah. talking. Uh, yeah, so there you go. So, ugh. All right. Okay. Um, where was, oh, I scrolled down. Okay. Sex releases tension, which restricts, which restricts blood vessels in the brain and thus can actually help a headache go away. I have heard that. It has worked for me. Yeah. I was going to say, I've heard that in the past. Admittedly, I don't get a lot of headaches, and even so, I still want to have sex anyway. Um, but it makes sense. I, I would believe that. So my thing is, and this is a problem that I've had, because I've also noticed that sex, like if I've got a cold and I'm stuffy, mm-hmm. sex drains my sinuses. I don't know why, but it's like it. I can breathe again during sex. Mm-hmm. And my headache does go away. But after sex, it all comes back. So I yeah. either have to, well, there you go. There's the... Just keep having th- sex. There's the twice an hour. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I wish I could keep having sex just to make this go away. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but I have had sex before where I'm like, my head kind of hurts. The headache goes away after we've had sex. Yeah. But then, yeah. like I said, if it's it, a it light, usually comes If back. it's a light headache, I would yeah. say yes. But if it's like a big migraine kind of thing, then, well, not really. Um, next up. Cha-cha, vajayjay, putang, muff, coochie. The list for vulva euphemisms goes on and on with over a thousand terms recognized in the English language. A thousand? One day I want to come up with this entire list, and that's all we do is read the list on the podcast. <laughs> that seems very high, but I guess there are lots and lots of slang words, and there's even slang from the slang, so... Yeah. I still seem super high. Yeah. But I would love to see if we could even get half the list. <laughs> do, they, do they reference the list? No, they do oh, not. damn. They should. You know, and it's interesting, because I've heard podcasts, other podcasts talking about, you know, little girls and how we... We shy away from naming their their yep. their genitalia, which automatically puts a but negative with, connotation on it. And with boys, you name it. Yeah. With girls, you don't. And so, so it gives it power. To be ashamed of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's it's interesting that I would have never thought there were a thousand terms. Yeah. But, 
But I guess it's also one of those things that, you know, because you're not wanting to, I'm not going to say name it, but you're not wanting to call it what it is to a young child. Right, yeah. Then you're going to make up all kinds of different words and terms and things to call it anything but what it actually is. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. Um, the clitoris is a powerhouse of nerves with 8,000 nerve endings. That's double the amount that exists in the penis. I, I, yeah, I believe that. A lot of nerves and a lot because of surface I, area. I remember a little something bit of about 4,000. So 4,000 may be the penis and then, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. That's why I feel so freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, Lick it, touch it, suck it. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, just for, because I know that there's been a couple of things on uh, Twitter that have asked for it. Um, mm-hmm. Say spank bank. Spank bank. No, say it like you mean it. I'm going to go to my spank bank <laughs> and see if I can find a picture of my clitoris. <laughs> and no, that's not in my spank bank. Your own your own clitoris? Look at that clitoris. Yeah, no. It's I, gorgeous. I don't think I have a picture of any clitoris in there. Well, you're going to have to fix that. <laughs> All then. Who wants to be the model? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. Uh, okay. The average woman can reach orgasm in about four minutes through masturbation, while through intercourse, it can take up to 20 minutes. A woman will have sex with a partner more than 3,000 times over the course of her reproductive years. That sounds like two quote two. That's two a lot things, of facts in there together. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's, let's dissect this All a right, bit. Let's dissect. Four minutes during masturbation or intercourse up to 20 minutes. I think that we can take those numbers and divide them by at least tenfold for you. <laughs> um, may, yeah, so four minutes divided by ten is... Um, 60, 120, 280, seconds. 28 seconds. 24. Isn't it? 24 seconds? 60, 60, 60, and 60. Yes, 24. 24. Yes. Divided by 10, 24 seconds. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not good at this math stuff. I'm a lot better at math. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so 24 seconds. That does seem very fast. I don't think that's actually true. Uh, with the womanizer? You're squirting okay, within I guess that. It, uh, that's true. With the womanizer, yes. But I, I guess it depends on... Like manual stimulation only versus toys. Okay. But it does. Yeah. It's, it does just say masturbating, so it could be yeah. either. Yeah. Um, and I would say about I, two minutes for you via sex. More th- that might be more like three or four. <laughs> I love that. That's that's great. But uh, yeah, no. It I'm, is funny when you say it that way. It's like, oh, it's twice as long as what Bradford said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can see, though, where, you know, it could be 20, especially depending on, um, you know, how much foreplay there's been, that kind of thing. And also if it's, which I realize that they're probably thinking more monogamous relationships, but if you're, like with you, I can come a lot faster and have more multiple orgasms just because you know me so well. Experience, yeah. As opposed to if we have a new partner or one that haven't played with much, then it is going to take a bit more. Um. So the next part of that was a woman will have sex with a partner more than 3,000 times over the course of her reproductive years. Which partner? The, well, I think that's a good question, <laughs> but I think she it's just saying a partner. So mm-hmm. th- that's saying that a woman will have sex with somebody 3,000 times during her reproductive years. So what, reproductive years start at what, 14? 
let's say. But let's assume you have sex at 18 because this is... Okay, but let's go legal. Legal podcast. Um. <laughs> um, 18, and your reproductive years go to your, what now? It's like, what, 44, 45? Yeah, let's, let's pick 44. So that's 26 years of re- reproductivity? Yes. That sounded weird coming off my Times tongue. Times 365. Um, well, I was just going to divide it by 26. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Next year is 115 times a year. So that's every three days-ish? Well, little... Wait, what did you divide that by? The 26 years. So 3,000 oh. times oh, over okay. the 26 yeah, years. Yeah. And that's 115, so that's every three and change days, so just over every three days. You have sex. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're talking an average, yeah. I actually think that sounds high. Because there's people like, like us that have sex more frequently than that. But I guess if you include multiple times a day as well in there, because there's people who only have sex once a week or every couple weeks or once True, a month. True, but the question is, did they start out that way? Because a lot of relationships, what the old adage was, yeah. you take a penny and put it into a jar for each time you have sex your first year, and then from then on, you take the pen, a penny out for each time you have sex, and you'll never empty the jar. Wow, that's Isn't that sad? sad? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I always thought that, you know, even about with us, because yeah. when we first got together, the amount of sex we were having, we were having, we were probably averaging three or four times a day Yeah. Um, in our first year. And admittedly, we have slowed down, but I don't think yeah. we've slowed down that much. No, no. I think our no. jar is almost empty now, if not already empty. I, I think we're in the negatives. Yeah, we're owing our <laughs> jar money again. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Once every three days. Hmm. hmm. If you're talking an average, okay. Um, so 5.6 inches is the average size of an erect penis. Uh-huh. The longest penis ever recorded was 13 inches. Okay. And the smallest, one centimeter. Which I think is funny because we've talked about inches all this time, and now we go to centimeters. And we go to centimeter. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, article. <laughs> Pick one, metric or imperial. Um, so what is that, a third of an inch? Uh-huh. Or half an no, inch? No, it's 2.4 centimeters per inch. Okay. So just under half inch. Just, third yeah. of an inch. Yes, but, yeah. 40% of an inch. <laughs> Something. Sure. <laughs> um, Small. So, yeah. All right. What's the longest that you've encountered? I don't know. I don't bring out a ruler every time. Speaking of which, I new, saw this really partners. great. I saw this really great porn where um, this guy had a ruler on his arm, tattooed, so he could. That's awesome. Yeah, it was 
fucking awesome. It was <laughs> such an interesting. I was like, that's cool. Uh, I, I feel like I need to look at a ruler to, to judge this. Um, but I don't, probably, just off the top of my head, I guess somewhere between seven, eight inches. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I would have guessed a bit bigger. I need to look I at a think. ruler. Well, we don't have a ruler, so yeah. you'll have to pick something that well, you know the size Well, I guess if I use of. you as a judge. I mean, this is 11 and a half inches. All right, all right, let me take a look at that. So I'm pulling out a magazine. So that's 11 and a half inches. So half of it is... Yeah, probably. So that's one, so two, I have at one point three. seen a nine and a half inch I, I would probably go eight, eight and a half then. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, yeah. Still, wowzer, Jesus. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for people that are like super, super huge. Yeah, because that does limit your... Yeah, it's got to limit a lot more, your number or your partner's. And your opportunities. Mm-hmm. Or, or, I mean, like, options. So, like, you, their deep throating is out. Anal is probably out, with, unless you have specific if partners. You have, I was going to say, yeah, with the right partner, it would be possible. But, but with the average yeah. partner, yeah. I would say no. No. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Poor guy with a 13-inch penis. Um, a fourth of all penises are slightly bent when erect. I would have put that higher. I would have as well. I would have said half. Because very few penises if are actually more. really straight. Yeah. Because slightly bent. And I wonder if what they mean. Do they mean, like, bent in any direction? Or do they yeah. mean bent left or right? Because bent left or right, I would believe that. But bent up. Up, most, down. Yeah, yeah, most of the I've encountered, including my own, are, are bent kind of up, which is good for the cheese and even And even just a little bit to one side or the other. Yeah. Um, yeah, that seems like a really low percentage. Yeah. Um, let's see. Moving on. Hi. I like this one. Women consider penis size the ninth most important feature of a man. <laughs> what I would love to that? know the other eight, they but they don't even fucking list it. How I know. How do they not tell? But it's even better. Men, on the other hand, rate it much more highly. Third place. Well, but that's like women rating their boobs higher. Fair and enough, too. but still. But who wrote this article that they don't tell you the other know. ones? It's just, and they don't <laughs> cite their sources. It's just, I just want to know where they got this information. Yeah, ninth most. So, okay, what do you think would be above it? Um, personality. Personality. Salary. Wit. I would have said wit. Salary. Or humor, yeah. Sure. Uh, um, intelligence. Smell. Yeah, age. Okay, age. Attraction, looks, yeah. physical appearance. Um, you can break that up into multiples. Yeah. We need one more. Um, um, beard. I was going to say taste, but okay, we'll go beard. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> height. Height, I bet, is important. Yeah, yeah, I bet height is important. Yeah. yeah. All right, and penis size is number nine. Yeah. All righty, then. Does that sort of make you want to know what ten is as well? It kind of does. <laughs> like, like, what didn't make the cut? Yeah. <laughs> Makes me wonder what men think are above their penis size. Because what was it for men? Third. Third. So there's two things above their penis size. Height. Height and, and weight. salary. Uh, maybe oh, wait, yeah. You think salary? Okay. Yeah. I'd say because most people are really stuck on physical appearance as like a True. first thing. Yeah. So, because yeah. we all judge ourselves very harshly. All right. Um, uh, so, mm-hmm. this is talking about if men want to improve their chances, eat your celery. The crunchy green releases endosterone. 
and andos, and androstenol, 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 um, odor molecules into the mouth that travel to the back of the throat and then to the nose. The pheromones can help you boost arousal, turning you on, which causes the body to send off scents and signals that can make you more desirable to women. So see, there's no need for that pheromone spray. Just eat celery. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I may have sprayed myself with pheromone spray this Sunday, um, and the women could not keep their hands off of me. Nor could the men. Nor could the men, because they kept trying to beat the smell away from me. <laughs> It just smelled like aftershave, except that it was quite strong, and it it didn't go away like aftershave does after a while. I know, which sort of makes me want to get it, because it did smell good. I think I just may have overused it. It had staying power. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. I want my, I want my aftershave to be like my men, have staying power. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right, so this will be one that gets everybody looking at themselves. Oh, God. The longer a man's ring finger is compared to his index finger, the more testosterone he has. So your ring finger has to be long. Wait, but what is, what's the, what's the T0? Like, what's the zero point? Like, I don't know. Um, Read that again. If your finger has been bitten off by a shark. (laughs) Um, The longer a man's ring finger is compared to his index finger, the more testosterone he has. So it's really a comparative thing. You can't look at your own and tell. You have to look at your own compared to somebody else and say, do I have more testosterone than them? Yeah, there you go. I think this is all bullshit. Well, so I look at it and go, well, my right hand, my fingers are about the same. But on my left hand, my ring finger is longer. So do I... Which... Does that mean my is that left why hand your has left testicles higher than your right? Does your that right is testicle? that why my left hand has more <laughs> testosterone than my right hand? I don't know. This sounds like bullshit. Yeah. Um, I like this one, and I don't know if it's true. I hope it is. The word fetish comes from the Portuguese "feitico," meaning charm or sorcery. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. I hope that's true. Um, the most popular fetishes in Western culture. Oh, for foot. Yeah. Foot fetish, of yeah. course. Yeah. The answer is shoes and feet. Oh, we're only going one. I thought we were going to have a list well, of three or those four. Are, no, okay. just those. Yeah, okay. just that. It's the most popular fetish yeah. That's in the most Western popular culture. Yeah, the, worldwide, yeah. isn't it? Well, in Western culture. Okay. I don't. It, I would love to know now Eastern culture what's the most popular. But well, they have foot binding. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm going to say it's a bad thing. Okay. It sounds like a bad thing. Yeah. Um... This is great. This is useful information if you live in Egypt or northern Australia. Oh, good. Yeah. That's it. Uh, the ancient Egyptians used dried crocodile dung as a contraceptive. The dung contains spermicidal properties similar to those used on condoms. More good news, if you cram your vagina with crocodile dung, most people won't want to fuck you. Well, I was just wondering if we're going to use crocodile dung as a contraceptive, in what form? Do you put it in your vagina? Well, if it's got a spermicidal feature, that means you either That's wash true. with it pre or post. Either way, if you have crocodile dung anywhere around and on you, that's yeah. just that's going to be a contraceptive right there. I know, nobody's right? going to fuck no, you. Yeah, you're safe. Yeah. No babies. Woohoo. Um, who it, does has... say, it does say dried, though, and dried is not going to be smelly, like, moist and fresh. You're right, until you re-moisturize it, it and rehydrate <laughs> yeah. it in your vajayjay. <laughs> I mean, like, hi, would you like to see my crocodile cooch? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that just sucks or doesn't. It stinks for sure. Who tries that? Who determines that that's 
that that works. Like maybe they just maybe they just came on the crocodile dung and it like and the little sperms were like meh. As they I died. don't think they could see it, but seriously, like <laughs> do you like are you so desperate to not have babies at that time but still want to fuck that you're like let's cram these random things up there and see what doesn't birth out a baby? Maybe. I just want to know how that happens. How do you determine that dried crocodile dung is a spermicide? I have no idea. Yeah, there you go. Um, moving on. It sounds like an ancient thing though. Well, that's why I said ancient Egyptians. Oh, it did? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Not modern-day Egyptians. I haven't been listening. Modern-day Egyptians <laughs> have condoms. You realize that. Um, okay. The, who has the most sex in the world? The Greeks, with an average of 138 times a year, which means that some of the women that right. we talked about earlier, the one in three days, can actually go one in four or one in five days. Right. Right. Because, that yeah, that was only... The Greeks take some of the pressure off. Because that was only 115, so yeah. they're already higher right there. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you, Greeks. You know, less pressure for the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should move to Greece. Well, I think we've pretty much brought Greece down here. Um, 75% of Japanese women own a vibrator. The average worldwide is 47%. Wow. 47%. Yeah. Well, okay, I can see that. Because some parts of the world are going to, you know, that'll be higher and some parts will be less. Yeah. And you also get, um, yeah, you'll get some women in relationships and things where toys are not acceptable. True. So, yeah, I, I can believe that. Not sure why the Japanese would be so high other than they like their toys. Good yeah. on them. Yeah. But, all right. Um... Okay. In the in the final stretch now. All right. What do we have? There's a reason you can't stop thinking about that special new guy or gal in your life. MRI scans have shown that falling in love sends blood rushing to the pleasure center areas of the brain, the same areas that are responsible for obsessive compulsive behaviors. Uh, falling in love also lowers serotonin levels, which is common in people with obsessive compulsive disorders, says Mary Lynn Dio. Coordinated co-coordinator of the uh, Loyola Sexual Wellness Clinic at Loyola University in Chicago. Easy for you to say. I know, right? <laughs> it's a hard word to say. Loyola. Loyola. L-O-Y-O-Y-A. Loyola. Or O-L-A. Loyola. Yeah. Loyola? Loyola. Loyola. That's what I said. <laughs> um, then, quote, this may explain why we concentrate on little other than our partner during the early stages of a relationship she says, and also why we tend to idealize new partners and turn a blind eye to their faults. Hmm. All right. Science. It works, bitches. I know, right? This one actually gives us data, which makes me think the others had no data to give us. <laughs> but I believe this. Surprise, this surprise. Seems, this seems reasonable. Um, let's see. Thinking about someone else while banging... You're not alone. 70% of people have admitted to fantasizing about other people while having sex. Well, duh. I believe that. Yes. Yep. I'm surprised it's not higher. I know, right? Because at some point in time, you're going to. Yeah, I've had sex with other partners and fantasized about you while I was doing it. So does that give me points or does that make me weird? We'll say it gives you points, but it's also gone the other way, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, half the time you're Bernadette Peters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I totally need to get a red curly wig. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> All right, last one. 
Uh, 44% of women find it impossible to enjoy sex with a man who is not their intellectual equal. Wow. Okay. So that just leads to the question. Do you enjoy having sex with dumb guys? If I'm horny and need it, then yes. Am I going to enjoy a date and a full evening with them? No. But if it's literally just a booty call, just a hookup, doesn't matter. So 33% of men who were polled feel the same way. And I'm I'm about in your boat. Actually, though, I think that it would be harder for me to just like let's to if if I found the girl unintelligent, uh-huh. I would be like I'm just not even interested. Let's not even do it. It's okay. not worth it. I I will rather take care of it myself. Um, mm-hmm. Just yeah. Fortunately for me, um, you're my intellectual equal. For unfortunately for you, I'm in no way your intellectual leader. No, that's not true. But so think about like when you're traveling and stuff. You know, yeah. Sometimes you just you just want it. Yeah. The last one I have, which was just one from another uh, another website that I found, um, the average male orgasm lasts six seconds. The average female orgasm lasts twenty seconds. Um, I would say six seconds sounds about right. I this seems yeah. Does I 20 like seconds this. sound right? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I was trying to judge male ones, but I would say that sounds... I can buy that. Yeah. Yeah. 20 seconds seems reasonable. 20 seconds sometimes seems like a long time, be, but not... I mean, I don't... But sometimes it can be longer when you get, like, kind of going on the rolling orgasms and stuff. But does that um, count as multiple? I don't know. I don't know. Because sometimes it's just, like, it's just, just constant. And, like, especially some of... If, if you're at, like, the right position and I have a vibrator on my clitoris and we go to the squirting phase and, like, all of that kind of converges at the same time, that, I would say, is more than 20 seconds. Hmm. But, but I, if you, yeah, I could believe 20 on average. Hmm. That seems reasonable. Cool. I, yeah. can, I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah. Picking up, I'm laying down. <laughs> all right, so there you go. There's uh. 28-ish, 29-ish facts about a lot of facts. sex. Yeah, and fact is a fact's a loose word, really, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that. I don't know. Theories? 28 theories about 28 sex. 28 theories about sex. <laughs> uh, all right, so. Um, oh, Twitter updated. Um, one of the things that we want to do instead of a question tonight was C and I today on the Twitterverse were yeah. discussing friends. Yeah. Uh, she had posted something, and I know we had talked about podcasting about friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that before, so this was and like, oh, this is Relationship types yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so we can touch a bit on it right now, but this is what she tweeted. Um, and again, this is at Swinging Down Under. Um, nope, this is at Swing, Swing Down. Down Under. Yeah. Oof. Not, yeah, but it's the Swinging Down Under podcast. Mm-hmm. Listen to them. Uh, topic of the day. Lifestyle friends. Are they real, superficial, or are they just as individual as all relationships? We've personally dealt with the move, they moved overseas, uh, and having friends engage less, or at all. I wouldn't label that a lifestyle issue. I'd say they were unbalanced to start. They were unbalanced to start. Um, and this comes from something that she posted. It was a, just a screenshot from something uh, that she had found online on a, on a forum, I believe. It says, when it comes to friends, 
That's hard, because there are a lot of great people out there, and lifestyle peeps are some of the most fun I have ever been around. But it's hard not to see it all as superficial friendships. Tell them that you'll be out of commission or on vacation for a month, and see the communication drop for most of them. That's superficial. Okay, so first of all, I want to address that forum post. Yes. I'll say if you're on vacation for a month, I probably will kind of drop off because you are way out of my league because we can't afford to go on vacation for a month. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Okay, so there's that. (laughs) Yes, that's true. However, I would also say that if you're telling someone that you're going to be away or I'm going to say out of commission or whatever, you're going to be busy, especially on holiday, for a month, yes, my communication will drop off because... You're on holiday. I want you to enjoy your time. Yes. I'm not going to be constantly messaging you and saying, you know, hey, how's it going? Do you want to meet up? You know, whatever, blah, 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 something. Or if you even just say, hey, I need a break or whatever. During that time, I'm going to assume you're living your life and you're doing your own thing. If you want to share something with me, then you'll make the, then you'll you'll do that, and I may check in every now and again. Yeah. Just say maybe I don't know. Depending on the kind of relationship we have, which goes to a different point, then you know we might check in once a week or even once during the month and just say hey, hope you're having a good time or whatever. But I'm not going to bother you if I feel like if you tell me that you're doing something else and you're doing you have some other bit of your life that's happening, I'm not going to interfere. Yeah, and I tend to agree with that. And the, I mean, so yes, it's going to drop off. The question is, when you come back after that month, and ping me and say, you know, hey, I'm back, blah blah blah. Does it pick back up? Yeah, that's the, the question I would have. The other question I have along that same line is, let's take sex out of it. Mm-hmm. How many of your friends do you message when you're on vacation for a month? Yeah, I don't like when you and I are on holiday. It's usually you and I on holiday. Yeah. Now, admittedly, we will talk to other people, um, especially close relationships. But there, mm-hmm. it's not. Or if there's something that we see on holiday that reminds us of somebody, we may take a picture or send it to them, whatever. But yeah. again, it we have less communication with the outside world when we're on holiday, and. Again, that's your holidays are your time to get away and have time for you. Yeah, and, to reset and get your yeah. mind back in a place where it's supposed to be. Yeah, and and so if somebody tells me that they're going away, I'm like, okay, fine, have a good trip. We'll talk to you when you get back. Now, if somebody's on holiday for a month and they message us, we are, you know, we instantly respond back. Or yeah. if you're out of commission, if out of commission to me, that's se- different. Well, even that out of commission to me makes me seem like you are. Some sort of, I'm thinking a medical leave. Right. Um, or maybe there's a family issue or something like that. That's still not going to stop me from checking in and saying, hey, I hope you're okay. But I would do that with a friend that I'm not sleeping with. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because that's called being a nice person. And I think to me that it depends on, on the kind of out of commission. Because if it is, you know, like you, you're ill or, you know, something's happened, whatever, and, and you feel like you might need some help, then yes, we'll say something. Yeah. But if it is like, you know, you're having to say, like in our case, if, if something were to happen to one of our family members and we had to go overseas, again, you're going to be traveling. You may not be at home. So yeah. that's going to make things weird, especially timing and whatever. But just, I don't know, like if people say they need space, I will generally give them space until they say, I don't need space. That I'm good again. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that, you know, maybe we are just reading into a small paragraph into yes, this person's opinion. That's true. But, I see many flaws in this thought mm-hmm. pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and to call it immediately superficial is, uh, you know, there was a, a recent podcast or a recent whatever, and I haven't listened to it admittedly, but they were talking about how the lifestyle is a lot like high school. Mm-hmm. And in a way it is, but 
I still see it. It's more depth to it than that. Yeah. It's there are clicks, of course, but every that's social, the exact every, same. Thing. Every social um, construct has yeah, that. Yeah. Um, show me an office that isn't like a high school. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the IT guys who are the AV uh, nerds. You've got the the especially in a sales department. You've got the sales team, which are all the jocks. I mean, it's it all looks the same. Um, mm-hmm. We're just wearing different uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I don't know. It's it's frustrating because to to call it high schooly, it is, but it's not. Um, and to call it superficial, it is, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it it all goes back to what you're willing to put into it. Yes, and I think it's it's it is what you're willing to put into it, what you expect out of it, and just how how your open relationship, swinging lifestyle, how that looks to you, because we all do it differently. I have, we have not met a couple, two couples that do it the same yet. And some people want that more superficial kind of feel to it. They just want somebody that they're going to go play with, you know, maybe see from time to time or meet up with at the swingers club or whatever. And that's all they want. Other people like us, we want a little bit more of a relationship. That being said, we do have the kind of, you know, oh, look, there's somebody interesting at the club and maybe we'll see you again. Maybe we won't. So there are those times, but the one, the people that we do hold really close and that we do count as friends, we make more of an effort with. Um, so I think it is just like anything where you have multiple different levels of friendship yeah. and different styles and kinds of friendship. You know, you have your acquaintances and the ones that you just interact with here and there. You've got ones that are your passing friends that yeah. are somewhere between acquaintances and real friends that you you will spend occasional time with um, and make a little bit more of an effort. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, your your good true friends that, that you will make good effort with and communicate with a lot more and spend time with. And then there are those that will always be your friends no matter what in yeah. life. And it doesn't matter where you go, how often or little you see each other, you know, if you move away, if you don't move away, that kind of a thing. Um, so, but, and then there's all different gray zones in between. You know, it's, it's not like friend or not friend. It's not black yeah, and white. Yeah, and I don't, yeah, I, I agree completely with that. And it's it's like you said, I've got friends back home that I haven't seen for a decade, but I know that we could get together, have a drink, and it would be as if no time had passed. We would fall right back into that friendship mm-hmm. role. And for me personally, it's one of those things that it is definitely how much effort do they put in as well. Yeah. If if you don't communicate with me or you, you know, and that's if fine. If you completely withdraw. If you well, completely withdraw, yeah. well, I'm not going to spend a lot of effort trying to like, oh, you know, I have to have you as a friend. I have to have you as you have to have you as a friend. We've got plenty of people that we, you know, we talk to. Yeah. Um, that will are willing to give that attention that I'm going to give that attention mm-hmm. to. I'll prioritize. Um, and the same thing I would say, especially in this lifestyle, is. You know, we do meet a lot of people online, whether it be through RHP, forums, Twitter, whatever. Um, And so there are people that we have had a lot of online interactions with, maybe never met in person. But if we ever got the chance, then by God, I would make a serious effort to because they just seem like good, genuine people. And, And especially, and I think it's because we do find it easier to be more open and honest in this lifestyle is that you do, you can, if you want to anyway, and if you allow yourself to and allow other people to, you can form those deeper relationships, I would say a lot faster or easier anyway, just because 
you're not hiding anything. Yeah. And, but while I will say the converse to that is I think a lot of people might look at it and because we're already in a lifestyle that is relatively vulnerable, yeah. that yeah. they might think that friendship come, should come easier mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that we, we would have a quicker, tighter bond than, than what you would if you just met somebody, say, right. at a bar. Um, and I don't necessarily agree with that. Not always the truth. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, it's still you still have to put in a, put in that effort. You do. Just because we're both of similar backgrounds mm-hmm. doesn't mean, or similar interests doesn't mean that I'm instantly going to think you're a friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and it's, and I also wanted to comment on the whole moving thing because I moved a lot growing up as a kid, and you know, every few years we would move, and and it was you know, and it wasn't like just moving house in the same city. We would move, you know, halfway across the country or whatever. It was long distances. So we were moving schools, we were moving communities. Nothing was the same except for our little tiny family. And and it was always, you know, as a kid, it was always, oh, you have those couple of friends that you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to write to each other because we didn't have email. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't have text. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to write to each other. We're always going to be friends and that kind of thing. And... And at this point, there's only one person from when I was growing up that I still am friends with. And it's just, it just happens, you know, it's, it's that whole friendship formula from what is the like switch. Yeah. Um, you know, it's when you put that distance between you and it is easier now because of technology. So it is a lot easier to keep things going, I would say, than, you know, back when snail mail was the only way. Um, but, you know, if, if you put the distance between you there's a lot less, you know, you're not seeing each other as yeah. frequently. Frequency, proximity, duration, yeah. and intensity. Yeah, I was going to say, because you're you're not seeing each other as frequently, um, maybe not even at all. You don't have those experiences that you're sharing. You know, you don't meet up for dinner or drinks or go out or whatever. You, you are far away. Um, and it does take a lot more effort to keep that going. Uh, it is easier now, I would say, just because you can, you know, text you can skype if you want to yeah facebook makes it so easy at least to keep up with the the general what's going on in life kind of thing you can share all kinds Um, of data with facebook yeah (laughs) absolutely so you can keep up with what's going on in life but it's not it's not that in-depth relationship that you had had right you know to keep that with so much distance and not sharing experiences and things it, it does take a lot, lot more effort, and it takes effort on both parties. And like you said, if, if one party falls off, then the other one is much less likely to. But if they are good friends, then you'll when you do see them next, then it's just like it just yeah. picks back up, and it's like no time has passed. And I think that's more of a, a um, what am I thinking, not a guideline, but as maybe a I can't think of the word, but like a guideline as to how good the friendship is. Yeah, a barometer. like a litmus test. Yeah, it's, it's a better feel for how good the friendship is, 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 you know, if we don't talk for, say, a month and we talk again, is it weird and awkward or is it yeah. like, oh, hey, you know, kind of back to normal kind of thing. And, and so I think that that is a much better guide. But, you know, yes, moving does does hurt that and it does take a lot more effort and it does kind of make you, you know, reevaluate. Who is it worth really staying in touch with and who isn't? And I don't know. I think it's just part of life. But I guess, you know, if you move a lot, you're used to that. The flip side is, we were talking about this just last week with some friends, um, because she moved a bit as well. And, you know, we, well, I do find it very easy to meet people and to make friends. I also find it very easy to cut those ties off. So if it's too difficult, I am much faster than you to say, nope, that's in the too hard basket. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I, and I'm better, but it's still... Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's true. You know, you you very quickly will be like, all right, well, this person isn't communicating anymore. I'm just not going to communicate anymore. Yeah. It's it's done. Whereas me, I am a little more like, hey, you know, like you'll you make a little more of an I'll effort. I'll make to, more of an yeah. effort because I, you know, having not moved like that, um, you know, I'm I am all about trying to keep those bonds, and I try to maintain relationships, mm-hmm. and it's but it's difficult. Um, it's a two way street. Yeah. No. And if you don't feel like you're getting the return on investment, then it's very easy to go on to something that is giving you a much higher return on investment. I mean, let's be realistic. Yeah. ROI is what we all live on, um, not just in the business world. Mm-hmm. We, we put in effort. We hope to get something back. Emotional effort. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and so you've got to look on what you're getting back. Yeah. Hit your KPIs, people. <laughs> um, you're going to cool. have a yearly review. That's right. <laughs> yearly friendship review. <laughs> Sorry, you, you didn't cut it. We're going to have to let you go. <laughs> and with that. Uh-huh. On that note. <laughs> uh, if you want to send us messages, please do. Uh, send us an email. We are the Adams of Love at gmail.com. Uh, you can message us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at By the By Podcast. And our website is www.bythebye.com.au. Uh, what do you think about friendships? Let us know. Yeah. Send us a message. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.